Welcome to the Podcock Peacast. I'm your host, the only Tyler Peacock. Joining me on the program yet again, all the way from the west side of the capital city of Ohio, West Side Tommy. What's happening? What's up, bud? How you doing? Well, I'm licking my uh, wounds a little bit. Um, Kyle Shannon and the Niners let me down, of course. Everybody saw that. And I got uh, COVID and flu A during the uh, week of the Super Bowl. So, uh, insult to injury, but um, I'm bouncing back. I'm getting better incrementally, day by day. But uh, what's up with you? Well, I think I was sick a week before you. So nice. Feels like everybody's getting the uh, the cold sinus. I don't know what it is. What, did they say you had COVID or the flu or, or both? both? I'm I'm one of the rare rare people that have got it at the same time. Apparently, so go me. Yeah, I mean everybody I've met in the last month have been either hacking or sneezing or you know it's I guess it's that time of the year. A couple times a year we get it. So yeah, it sucks. And then, uh, so you didn't even get, I think you texted me, you didn't even get to go to the Super Bowl party, did you? No. I, oh, I, gosh. I quarantined and watched the, the, the inevitability of Mahomes and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. So I made money, though. So you can't complain too much. Had a very good night in the prop market and on the game. Uh, live bet a couple times. So yeah, I, uh, you know, I wasn't as sharp as I wanted to be, though, and didn't probably bet as nearly as much as I've if I was uh, feeling good. But uh, nevertheless, I guess um, that's the uh, the the going away door prize of the Super Bowl for me. But I, well, I can't complain. My college team wins the national championship. I, I care way too much about that than probably anything. And in, in in sports, for sure, the Niners. I like them. I want them to win. I was bombed, but I'm not like suicidal. If that makes sense, that's kind of the mindset there. So don't feel bad. Yeah, so. I mean, I still, I mean, Joe Public won. I, you know, as soon as the, <laughs> as soon as the Chiefs won, I got texts from random guys, random people. I told you, I told you, I had a uh, bag boy who was. Uh, missing one of his limbs on, on Super Bowl Sunday. And I said to him, I said, who do you think is going to win the game? And he goes, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to do his thing, brother. And I said, oh, shit. <laughs> it, it, it was over as soon as his bag boy with, uh, he had some type of disability. Um, but he told me Patrick Mahomes was going to win. And damn, the public was all over and the public won huge. I know Vegas got spanked a little bit on the Super Bowl. Um, you and I both did really well on our prop bets. I just felt like, man, the 49ers were the right side, man. They, they blew the game. Uh, and then if you let the uh, Chiefs hang around, they're going to beat you. Good game. Good, good, great Super Bowl. But, man, I mean, the drop punt, the extra point missed. And then you're not supposed to take the ball in the new rules for the Super Bowl overtime, are you? Uh, well... You kind of want them to see what they do, and then you know what you have to do. It's not the same rules as the regular I, season. I think you're right, but if you do take the ball, you it's a, you can't kick the fucking field goal. You got to go for seven at least. And, yeah, I agree 100%. And then how does McCaffrey get the ball one time down there? I, I just – it was weird. I just – I felt that – I know the Sharps were all over 49ers. The public was on KC. 
and uh, Patrick Mahomes wins again. I mean, they're they're a great team, but man, that's just the 49ers. I felt like they they were the better team for the most part of the game, but in the end, when it counted, they weren't. Or that's, maybe maybe it's bad luck. I don't know, man. That's that's the the last two Super Bowls that Shannon and the Niners have gotten to. I thought on paper, roster, um, like depth, everything, all the positions you factor that in. I thought we were more talented. Now it just goes to show you, like you know, you got the you got the QB figured out. That's the biggest band aid in sports, probably. Mm-hmm. If you have that guy, then a lot of it don't matter. Not saying the Chiefs' defense wasn't really good this year because it was, and uh, it was. is an yeah. awesome coordinator. And uh, when they need the, to bring pressure and disguise it, it got home in Pur- Purdy's face every time. When the Niners blitzed, I thought that was kind of the difference in the game. When the Niners blitzed, it was rare, but they telegraphed their blitz every time. Yeah, Mahomes was able to get mm-hmm. the ball out. Um, because really, the only time the Niners was able to affect Mahomes early on in the game is when the pass rush was fresh, and as it got worn down, it was like, uh oh, like. But um, yeah, I, you know, halftime was good. Um, commercials yet again for I don't know. It seems like we've had a lot of years in the row where the commercials were very mid. It's just like see how many celebrities we can stuff into a spot or let's depress everybody from uh, a great night of football. That seems to be like the scripts to every, every fucking commercial. I don't know if you have any halftime or commercial takeaways. <laughs> well, I got a couple more things on the game first. Oh, uh, well, now, another thing, I mean, you guys could have, cl- the I say you guys, but the 49ers could close the game out. You know, if they get a first down into the game before it goes to overtime, they end up kicking a long field goal. Yeah, I mean that the game's over. Like I just, if the, yeah, I hate that, when that, that, that's yeah. They, they brought a, a they brought a Duffy on a blitz, and it was disguised. That's what I mean. When I run, okay, when I when I set up on those plays, and you can tell that there's going to be some heat coming. I'm going to have a guy coming out of the backfield. You know, either running back or or leak the the tight end out to the flats. I'm gonna run. Somebody's running a slant. Somebody's running a slant because you knew it was manned up. I mean, you could see that a mile away. I I don't play football. I can see that a mile away. I mean, hit hit the slant, baby. I I love man. Now, will he have enough time to get off the bump? Because I, I mean, this so. this cornerbacks are good. No, the heat was coming in hot. Or or mass protect and send two guys out. Um, I don't know. I just, man, that was an opportunity right there. You put them away. One first down, that game is over. Mm-hmm. You know, between that and the and the and the muff punt and the extra point, it's just I hate when uh, Joe the, Public wins, the muff, bro. The muff punt was bad luck. I'm it was bad luck. I'm yeah. surprised I don't have it more. A no, gunner, it's a gunner at randomly gets hit with the football. Like, yeah, and, it's insane. Yeah, when and, it happens, I, I caught it live. Yeah. I, I I assumed it hit his ankle the way Ray Ray McLeod went for the ball. I think half the people watching is like, what the fuck is McLeod doing? Yeah, he uh, he's he's doing the right thing. He just didn't – he couldn't corral the football. Like, Yeah, he did do the right – because at first it looked like he was just making some boneheaded play. Mm-mm. He was trying to save his team. Yeah, um, yeah but that, that, you know, I know the, they blocked the extra point, and it was some kid that was some unhung, unsung hero. He's only been there a couple of years. Uh, the kid also had six tackles. I think his name's like Chanel. They call him Death Row. No, he's, yeah, he's not unheralded. 
Liam yeah. Chanel was a stud in the Big Ten at Wisconsin. Yeah, I loved watching him. Yeah, he was a great player. I'm just saying, like, like if people, the average Joe didn't know who he was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you do. You, I mean, you know everything about college football. I mean, there's not a, probably a guy you don't know. Uh, but, yeah, the average Joe wouldn't know that guy. But that guy plays huge. They had a lot of guys. And, of course, Jones, uh, their defensive end tackle, whatever he is. He turned it two, up. There yeah. were two, three plays. Uh, Debo was open for a couple touchdowns. He stopped. Like, he forced the ball out of uh, Purdy's hands. And uh, they just missed those two touchdowns. And then, of course, the uh, that fourth down play or the third down play in overtime, that guy was open. Who was it, Jennings? Mm-hmm. Great play. It was almost a similar play to what uh, to what the uh, 49ers ran at the end of the game to win the game. Uh, it was almost like a whip route or, uh, you know, like a seven route. And he was wide open. He just couldn't give him the ball. I don't know. I You know, if I would have bet the game, I would have took the 49ers money line. I'm glad I didn't. Uh, but we hit so many good par, uh, prop bets, so we had a good night. But I don't know, man. I just I hate when Joe Public wins because then you just hear every dumbass. I literally had twenty guys at work come up to me. I told you, I told you the Chiefs. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you, you didn't. You're not telling me anything. We don't know. <laughs> so sorry about ran this long. It's no, just, you're good. Yeah. So yeah, I thought the commercials were decent. Did you see the one commercial with uh, Paramount? I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. The one where they had Creed in it. Yeah, it, I it, I think I think Arnold was the best. The State Farm stuff, the the neighbor. Yeah, I, I thought that was the top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I saw a movie that I might want to check out. Uh, I guess they're bringing back uh, Planet Twist- of the Apes again. Ah, I thought you were going with the Twister. Spin off. Oh, I hate Twist. I hate the first <laughs> Twist. You know, I hate that movie. Yeah, yeah, they're ripping off another uh, another nineties movie. Well, it's twi- so. it's, tw- it's Twisters. So yeah, not whatever. Not to, not to spoil anything, but it sounds like two tornadoes are linking up. <laughs> well, the CGI will be a lot better than the first one. We're gonna see oh. that fake ass cow in the uh, sky. Uh, <laughs> all right, man, I hate that movie. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the new ape movie coming out, and of course, there's a new wicked movie coming out. So, and then, uh, the one with Ryan Reynolds, what's that movie called? It's like some imaginary friend movie. So, uh, yeah, I forget, I forget it. <laughs> Usher, Usher did all right. Um, I wish he would have ended with lovers and friends, he had everybody there. Listen, I I thought it was outstanding, and I said he's a hit machine, and he got as many as he could into the performance. Uh, from a nostalgia thing, yeah, it was great. Um, all that. I think, I think he's about. Mm, I don't know. I my my. I don't know how to explain it. I think R and B kind of. I get it. It's not for like the football fan, but I think you're pushing it with an R and B artist when it comes to performing during a football game. Again, it's not for the football fan though. No, it's not. So I I get why they they've went this way with the more popular acts and and then dipping into the nostalgic acts uh, in recent times. And I love it. Don't get me wrong, but I, it's almost like. I don't know. It, it it's almost like it should be its own separate thing in a way. That, that that's how I feel about it. But it was it was great. I had a great time watching it. I, I thought the roller skating part was pretty cool. Well, well uh, here I did have a question. 
have you ever put on a pair of roller skates or blades? Of course you have. I'm not yeah. I'm asking a rhetorical question. How in the fuck did they get those things on him so quick? Like the other people, I'm sure they just had a, a crew of backup dancers and shit. But how did <laughs> Usher, like I know he left for a few seconds, but how do they get those things on him so quick? I would guess if I had to guess, they're probably Velcro. Still, like. Yeah, I don't know. He, I mean, he did a good job with the costumes, uh, and I like how some of the songs they they, they snuck in uh, nice and slow and uh, make yeah. love in the club. Didn't think yeah. they were gonna get make love in the club in there. Hell, they played it more nice and slow. Um, so yeah, I, I I didn't even think about that. Uh, I just that was my first thought. I was like, oh, <laughs> he's how they get it on so quick. That was my thought process. Yeah, maybe they have this one of those dress uh, musicians with them. Um, you see the people that dress real quick. The the guy and girl, yeah, yeah. yeah on oh no, what's it called? America's Got Talent. <laughs> well, they make yeah. the they make the basketball scene. This is like their oh yeah, here. oh yeah, yeah. They they have more than just that. Yeah, they're yeah. everywhere. Um, but I thought this. I love her and the friends though. They could have ended with that. Man, maybe that was just for me. Um, and that song, you know, it could get a get a little raunchy. You know, that song is a little raunchy. You got yeah. little John talking about next, knowing next a girl year. for a long time, shawty, <laughs> but never crossed my mind. Okay. Next year they're having Joe perform. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> you just want to hear more and more. Let's get Ron. Let's get it. Let's get the raunch factor up even more so. Let's what if they had? What if they had R. Kelly from the cell? Oh Jesus, that's that took a turn. <laughs> Well, I mean, R. Kelly was the man in the 90s. Like him or not, people love Michael Jackson. R. Kelly was the man in the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. They both uh, they both did some stuff that we probably don't think is right. So you have to decide, is that enough crime for you not to listen to him or not? Um, Se- separate art from artists. That's what I always <laughs> say. So some people can do that. Some people can't. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I thought. Yeah, a lot of people I worked with, a lot of people I met or saw, you know, last few days, they all like the Usher. Uh, they all like the Super Bowl. Most, almost everybody I talked to liked it. And then what did it have? Over two hundred million people turned oh, into it? It, it. it it smashed the the moon landing and ratings. Like <laughs> seriously, <laughs> it's, 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 the, um, yeah. it's the highest rated thing on TV since the. And is landing. this because Taylor Swift? I think so. And Taylor Swift, her little entourage. I always thought Blake Lively was kind of hot. Um, she was right next to her, but then everybody at work wasn't. You know, I'm old. I'm 46. Everybody I, at work. I, I didn't know who that woman Ice Spice was. Yeah, oh, everybody's going ape shit about the ice. I go look at her. Right, she's got a lot of nice like little booty pics. If you're into that, but man, I listen to her music. Trash. I mean, no. ta- Taylor Swift's an actual artist. Ice Spice. I was calling her Ice Baby, and everybody at work kept correcting me. Uh, yeah, go go listen to some of her songs. Trash. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with her until <laughs> Sunday. Everybody went ape shit about her. So you know, I don't know, man. What what? And then of course, uh, Travis and her making out at the club and on the field. They got what they wanted, right? Sure. I mean. <laughs> The over-under showing her was, uh, I think, nine. Hell, it, w- it went over by fourth quarter. Yeah. I thought I could I thought I could take her on, dude. I, th- I thought it was it could have been done, but she uh she and Chiefs beat me, so 
I gotta tip my proverbial cap to uh, them and try again some other time, I guess. So, did you uh, real quick? Did you see their after party? Did you see uh, Jason Kelsey in the luchador mask? I did. <laughs> he said he found it on the ground. He's he's gonna he's gonna get sick then. That's what they said. He's definitely getting sick. Hey, I'll, I'll admit, Jason Kelsey's my guy. He, he has a little Burt Kreischer in him. I like him. His brother's a little diva, but uh, I, I like Jason from Ohio, Bob. So, what we got? We got some fights, NASCAR. What are we talking about today? That's what we're doing. We're All cure, right. the the theme of this is to kind of cure the football season-ending blues, like basketball and hockey. They're dribbling on, they're skating on, you know, every week or every day of the week, there's games, right? Correct. When when the playoffs get here, the bowl season, there's still hockey and basketball. We could talk about that at a later time. But the weekend, the weekend is where you want to get something uniform and and watch because football, that's when it usually happens. Well, guess what? We got a thing for you Saturday night. We got a thing for you Sunday afternoon. That's the two big focuses. I know the NBA all-star games this weekend could care less. (laughs) I'm sorry. Could care less. I, I, I'm just not, I'm not the uh, NBA guy anymore. Um, playoffs come around. I'll get, I'll get in the pro basketball, but, uh, yeah. So we got UFC 298 and then, um, I did, I did probably too much research for the Daytona 500. Um, I'm not going to lie, but I'm going to use all my nuggets I got on this one. So, um, but that that's later. We're going to do the fights first. If that's cool with you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm in it for the ride, buddy. So let's do it. All right. Well, you know, I know, and anybody who's listening to us preview and break down a fight card knows the first thing we got to do is give our glove ratings. You created the glove ratings. Uh, it's on a five scale. You made it a five scale. So I, you know, will will stick to the five scale on the glove rating. But uh, what what's what's your glove rating? I'll, I'll let the guest get first word here. What's your glove rating on two F or uh, UFC two ninety eight? You know what? I was looking at some of the prelim fights, and at first I wasn't real excited for them. Um, there's there's some names you know the casual won't probably know. Uh, but then I was looking at the matchups because there can there be some finishes. I'm gonna give this a three and a half because I do yeah. like yeah I like I like the uh, I like the main events I like the main card um, and I think there's a couple crazy fights on the uh, on the prelim. I give it a three and a half. If somebody would say three three and a quarter, I wouldn't argue. That's why um, I'm, I'm at a three and a quarter. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't argue with that. I don't think it's a four. But I don't think it's bad. I think it's a decent card. Um, do you buy it though? Because there's so many ways to to watch it without buying it, um, or you can or you can buy it. And, you know, I'll be at the casino watching it probably. I'm, I'm buying it because I'm I'm all in on the pay per view. That's that's yeah. what that's what gave it the rating to me. Yeah. Um, my notes. I love all five P- PPVs. Views. Mm-hmm. Undercard stinks. That's that's what I wrote. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think the undercard stinks. I, I I wouldn't say stinks. I don't think it's great. Um, but there is a couple. If you like knockouts or submissions, there's a couple fights on there where you're probably going to get some some stuff going down. Um, but I'm with you. I'm with you. I think the main card is what makes this card. And uh, I'll be, if I was at home, I'd pay for it. I just I live right next to Hollywood, so I'll I'll be down there. 
watching it. So are you going to watch it at home or with one of your friends? I think I'll go to a buddy's. So what are you hoping that he uh, cooks for you that night? Or what we, are you going to help I, I bring into him? I think we discussed getting a takeout, getting some okay. B-dubs or something along those I don't, lines. I don't so. hate that. What's your, what's your favorite win? I'm I'm a plain Jane, mild. Um, I like drums more than flats. That, okay. that, might, that might be weird to people, but I don't specifically order all drums or uh, all flats. Then I'm, I'm a Southeastern Ohio guy, so it's ranch. I'm not a blue cheese guy. Okay. Well, there's yeah, that's sounds good. I wouldn't mind that. Are you gonna get some, uh, you know, uh, tater tots or fries with it, or some 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 type of uh, yeah, maybe curds, cheese curds, curds or okay. um, fries or. Um, I try to avoid onion rings when I get around people. It's like a, a <laughs> conscience thing about the breath and stuff like that. So yeah, but um. Yeah, so yeah, you know, I'll get something battered and fried as a side to go with the the battered and fried chicken wings. It'd be great. Yeah, that, I thought you probably can't go wrong with that. Sounds like a good meal. Uh, so what 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 do you want to talk about? Well, I mean, I think the undercard stinks, but um, I guess to kind of give the the listeners out there a little primer, is there a fight and or both a, a fighter, singular guy or girl, that um, has you excited on the undercard portion of things? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but what I want you to do is I want you to just go ahead and give me the fights, and I'm going to try to break it down in 30 seconds or less each fight. that I, If I see there's any type of wagering uh, advantage or something to look out for, we can, right. we, can, we can run through this real quick. All right. Andrea Lee, Miranda Maverick is the curtain jerker, women's flyweight bout. Yeah, it's first fight of the night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, is a Miranda Maverick, right? She's 26. I think yeah, this is a fight where um, if she's going to do anything in the UFC, it starts now. Um, so Andrea Lee, I think they call her KGB. She's not bad looking. She wore, Doesn't she wear a cowboy hat? I think so. Yeah. I think that's yeah. her. Yeah, I think Miranda probably finds a way to get it done. It's minus what, 180, 190 on the money line, so you'd have to do a two-team parlay or two-fight parlay, two-leg parlay. Um, but I think it's a tight fight. If it goes the distance, I'd be worried that maybe Andrew Lee might outstrike her. Um, but, and she's a little bit taller. But Miranda is a can submit, never been finished. And she's lost to Macy Barber and uh, who's the girl you like, Aaron Blanchfield? Blanchfield. Yeah, I think I think she finds a way to win that fight. All right, we go to welterweight Oban Elliott, the Welshman, going up against the Jamaican Val Woodburn. Okay, Val got beat by your boy Bo. You remember that? Yeah, they they brought him up to, <laughs> to debut on the pay per view last time he's out, and he got knocked out by Bo. I don't think Bo's a great striker. Not yet. Um, he might turn into one, but he's definitely not a striker yet. No, this guy was he was a sacrificial lamb. Um, he's going against the guy that, that was on our contender series. You remember this guy? Vaguely. <laughs> he, I mean, he's he, what he's he's minus three something. Like uh, Elliot's the favorite in this one. Yeah, I, I think uh, Elliot. If you're gonna bet this fight, you bet Elliot by finish. Okay, another welterweight bout here. 
Uh, Josh Quinlan going up against Danny Barlow, two Americans. Unfamiliar with Barlow. Is this a debut guy here? No, he was on the Contender Series. <laughs> okay. And so apparently, were we not watching these ones, or they didn't make our notes? They didn't get in the tickle file. I don't think they made the file then. (laughs) Well, (laughs) he's a finisher. He likes to knock people out. And then Quinlan, you'll remember Quinlan. He's like Asian, Indian, white. Yeah, I've seen Quinlan fight on the undercard before. I think there's a finish in this fight, probably first or second round. Okay. Uh, Now we go to the main prelims here. Eight Eastern time start. The early start at six. You can always stream it. Uh, Light heavyweight bout here. Zhang Ming Yang from China going up against (laughs) Brinson Ribeiro. I'll try my best Portuguese pronunciation. uh, pronunciation. Um, Ribeiro or Ming Yang. Uh, Once again, another contender series guy. You don't remember that big Brazilian? Yeah, I, I kind of, I vaguely remember him. <laughs> These guys must suck because we usually put the guys that are good on the tickle file. If you look at this fight, I think this Chinese guy, um, I don't think he, I think he's his first fight in uh, at the UFC. Both of these guys are finishers. I think the Chinese Man, guys. This line's yeah. so close still. <laughs> the, <laughs> Chinese, the Chinese guy, 10 knockouts. He's been knocked out three times. Six submissions, been submitted twice. The other guy, same thing. A bunch of knockouts, a bunch of uh, submissions. Every time he's lost, he's lost by finished. <laughs> I th- somebody gets murdered in this fight. I actually kind of want to watch this fight. The only way it would go the distance if they get tired, but I think somebody dies in in the octagon. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking right here on DraftKings. Uh, <laughs> Min Yang minus one twenty two, plus one hundred two on Habero. That's a slight, and I mean slight underdog. Under one and a half. Nearly minus three hundred at minus two ninety eight on the on the over under prop on the round. So yeah, that's somebody's dying in that fight. Uh Bantamweight, here's the guy I would pick out as the best prospect on the card. All right. Uh, Who you Jap- got? Japanese uh Bantamweight here. Renya Nakamura is going up against the Ecuadorian Carlos Vera. Minus twelve hundred currently. As a favorite, as uh, Nakamura here. He is Nakamura is always the chalk walker. Remember last fight we bet on him and the mm-hmm. fucker uh, went the distance. <laughs> we had him by finish. Ah, oh, we vowed never to bet him again. Uh, yeah, I, I pass on this fight. There's nothing I can say. I want to see if this kid's any good. If if he can get better, uh, if he could get the guy out in the first round and feel better. This guy is from Ecuador. I don't think he's ever been knocked out, but he's been submitted multiple times. So if you're on the uh, Japanese guy, the big favorite, I'd play him by submission or uh, or decision. Um, he could knock him out, though, because he has five knockouts and his eight wins. But it, I think it's hard to knock out these Ecuadorians. What do you think? Yep. I would agree. Yeah. They, they're tough. Um, yeah, knock him more. I think he's, what, 14-0. and 0. Um this isn't really – I mean, it might turn into one, but no offense to Carlos. I, I don't think this is an, a test really for Well, him. they may, maybe take a first-round finish for uh, Nakamori. But we got burnt last time, so we're not betting Well, it. you say that, and yeah. I'm looking at the, the over-under round prop. Yeah. Over slightly shaded as the favorite minus 135, one and a half. Uh, so maybe he they're saying he does his work later or maybe like you mentioned Vera's 
tough enough to stick around and maybe this gets to the third or maybe even gets to the damn card. It might be what? 30 might be 30 27 across the board a loss, but he might take him the distance. Well, I think if he's going to beat him, if you look at Vera, you got to choke him out if well, you're going to beat him. Yeah. I, yeah, I say that. I mean, minus 135 on a over under prop of the fight. It's still kind of coin flippy though. It is. So, I want nothing to do with this fight, but I think as a prospect, we definitely see if this guy gets better. Yeah, he's he's in my tickler file. But there, there's really today's not the day. <laughs> no, the they've pushed him out so far as a favorite in this fight and the last fight. It's Could like, you imagine if you laid the minus fourteen or twelve hundred on the money line and you I'd put re- like twelve hundred to win a hundred bucks? I'd retire. And you, and you lose. I'd retire. I'd retire <laughs> from gambling. Uh, all right, two more on the prelims here. We get to the heavyweight division, number fifteen. Marcos Rodrigo de Lima, the Brazilian going up against New Zealand's Justin Taffa in the heavyweight division. What's your thoughts on that one? I actually got a play on this. I'm going to give a play out on this. I'm going to say Taffa wins by knockout. But you don't have to take the knockout because what is he on the money line? Plus 125. Give me the plus 125. The other dude got choked out by, I think, the uh, Black Beast last fight, didn't he? Didn't he get get this Brazilian? Didn't he choke him out? Or did he beat his ass? No, he he ran across the cage or right as the fight started, <laughs> need him, and then beat us ass. Well, this, this Brazilian's fought a lot of guys. Go look at his uh, resume. He's fought a lot of guys. The thing I like about Taffa, he's on a three-fight win streak with all knockouts. He's never been submitted. All right, he's seven and one with or seven knockouts. One he's been knocked out one time. He's only went to decision a couple times. So I, I like Taffa in the price at plus 125. I think he knocks him out, but just take the money line um, because he's eight years younger and the reach is about the same. I don't see a ceiling for the Brazilian. Now, the Brazilian's built. I don't know if you remember him. He's a big man. Um, but I think I think Taffa knocks him out. All right. You're on the bad man, Justin yeah. Taffa. Yeah, we never know what Taffa is. We always got to look in. Doesn't he have a brother? Yeah, Junior, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. who knows who Junior is, but we always get them mixed up. But, yeah, I'm on Taffa. All right, final prelim one. We will quickly – or you will quickly preview here. Women's strawweight division number three, Amanda Amanda Lemos, uh, the Brazilian going up, going up against seventh-rated Mackenzie Dern, also Brazilian. Uh, American, Brazilian. She's uh, kind of both. Uh, what's your thoughts on this fight? You know, Mackenzie Dern's like that girl in high school that you had a crush on. And you look at her and you think, man, I'd really want to get with her one night or go out with her, or hang out with her. And and then time passes and you see her at the reunion and you're like, man, I'm glad I didn't hook up with her. Uh, <laughs> it, Mackenzie Dern is a, an elite submitter. I mean, she could submit anybody. I've talked about her multiple times on your podcast. Her dad is a big time uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. But, man, she looks so bad. You remember the Andrade fight, last fight, where she got just flat-out whooped? I was she, on Andrade, though. So yeah, I you were. That. You were, and I wasn't. I wish I would have joined you. Um, I didn't bet it, though, because I was scared. But it, I, I would have took McKenzie. You were right on it. You gave me all and, – and you gave me every concern, and you were 100% right about that fight. This girl she's fighting, Lamos, is, is, is a good fighter, man. I mean – she looked great until she met up with Whaley, and man, she took an ass whooping for Whaley. But you brought up something about her. First of all, the line stinks, and uh, it's taking money for Mackenzie Dern. The second thing is, didn't you think you said maybe you think Lamos might be fifty years old? 
I'm I just it's, yeah. I mean, essentially, it's like these uh, South American countries. I feel like they kind of lie about their age on in sports. Mm-hmm. She she looks a little old. I think she's listed as thirty six. <laughs> is she thirty six? Is she thirty nine? That's that's my question. Yeah, I, Mackenzie Dern, man, I thought she'd fight for a title. I mean, seriously. And she quit submitting. She fell in love with the striking, kind of like uh, our boy, uh, what's the big guy, uh, Blades. Um, and when they, well, all they got to do is do what they do best, and then maybe then you work in your ground and pound. So if, I think if she goes heads up punching, I would think Lamos beats her. It feels like a finish here. Um, I would say somebody wins by finish. Okay. All right, let's go to the paper. By the way, that that's the fight. I, you know, I, I'm I'm down on the prelims, but that's the that's the prelim fight that I would circle as. Um, it could be very well. You got mu- Brazilian mu- versus Brazilian. Yeah, yeah. Mu- I don't want to throw out must watch, but that would be the one I would urge um, people to out out of all the free fights. I, I think that's the one on paper that is the most excitable. I guess. Um, but anyway, let's get to the pay-per-view. I'm very excited about this uh, pay-per-view. Five fights here. Let's start with the, the first one here in the middleweight division. We got number 14, Anthony Fluffy Hernandez, going up against unranked at the time, but the Russian Roman Kapalov. The line here is uh, Her- Hernandez is a minus 245 favorite. Couple off on the take back two to one dog at plus two hundred. That's a that's astonishing to me. And me and he's kind of talked about these fights already, so you've heard my my spiel on it. I think this line should be a lot tighter. Um, I give the Brazilian here uh, couple off a real chance to win. Matter of fact, that will be my prediction. I think he wins and maybe can get a finish. But I think this is the classic. Um, Hernandez is going to look to to take him down. Work the submission game. Kapalov's going to look the strike. I think the thing to watch to me in this fight, I love the way Kapalov goes to the body. And I don't care who you are. I, I, I think taking body shots, like some guys can take them a little bit better than most, but I think every guy will break down. So I think Kapalov, maybe to the body, gets him out of there middle of the fight. But how say you, Kapalov Hernandez? Well, see, I like Hernandez, and you like Kapalov. Um so this is a sticky fight, but I am going to have to go with you. I don't understand why my guy, Fluffy, who, who who had some losses and then had really found himself in his last three or four fights, because he can wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he's a premier striker. I don't understand this line either. To me, this is like, if you were going to make him and put him in as a favorite, he should be like a minus 135 to 150 range. Um, but I, I just don't understand this line because this line's been bought up. And to me, the line looks like my guy wins. Uh, Fluffy wins. But, man, the value for your guy. And your guy's on a win streak and a, he's on a finish streak, isn't he? Mm-hmm. How many guys have he finished in a row? Like three, maybe. So if you're playing your guy, Kapalov, do you play him by finish or you just take that plus 190, plus 200? I think by finish. Really? Yeah. I mean, what's it going to add? Is it going to add at like 250, 280, or is it like 300 or more? Oh, I I didn't hear what you yeah. asked. I, yeah. I, 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 you know me. I'm not going to get greedy. So I would yeah. just take the 
the two to one. Actually, I hope it comes down a little bit. I know well, do you know. think do you think this maybe one of the classic head fakes where they buy it up and then they smack it down come fight night? That's what you I'm kind of hoping for. Yeah, yeah you, you see it in all sports. Um, guys love to do that. I mean, the sharps do that. And and, and if you're on like you like you, if you're on Kopolov, why would you buy it now? I mean, no, you, I, I, I'm wait, I'm waiting till fight. They haven't put any of these bets in really. So yeah, just let it keep going up before you see the the movement, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if the line goes up any further, I, I just don't see how Kovalev wins. It just feels like. But then again, you never know. Maybe it's some some maniac that thinks he has some insight. I think that they're on what you're what you're saying that they think that he's going to wrestle him. But is Kovalev's wrestling that bad, or we just don't know yet? I don't think it's been tested. I think if you look just from where he's from. Like he's Russian, so you would think he'd be able to compete a little bit, but his takedown defense is ninety-two percent. But he doesn't have any offense in the in the grappling game. So that that's kind of the stat I like. I like the takedown D, but uh I don't know if he has any offense uh in that realm though. So Well I I can he get think... can he get up? If he gets taken down, if he gets up and could get up right away. I think he has a, uh, a excellent chance to win. If he struggles to get up, then the the kind of the spread right now makes sense, right? Yeah. Would you think maybe he's down a round or two and has to finish to win? I could see that. That that'd be sweaty if you're on Kapalov or anybody in that situation, really. Yeah. So I yeah, I'm with you. I I like my boy, uh, but I think your boy, this line's out of whack. I'm gonna watch the line movement, maybe get in, maybe not get in. Definitely intrigued by the fight. I think both guys have a lot to fight for because they both are heading the right way. Um and I think if your guy wins, you definitely will get a uh, number behind him. Mm-hmm. Um and if you know my guy wins, he definitely will move up a little bit. Uh yeah, sticky fight. I just the line makes no sense. I just don't want to get burnt. You know, if I'm if I'm rolling with you, but man, you're getting almost two to one on the guy that, like you said, he can go the body to the head. He's a nasty dude. Uh, so this line just doesn't make sense. So I might I talk I might talk myself out of it. So we'll see. Very intrigued by the fight though. All right, let's go to the bantamweight division here. Number two, Marab Devalishvili. Um, love Marab. Awesome. Number three, Henry Cejudo. Former Olympic gold medalist in wrestling, double champ in the OC, storied career Hall of Famer. This fight is this is awesome, and I and it's incredible. It's the second fight of the pay per view. I figured this would be like a co-main um, if they ever did this one. But anyway, the gambling particulars on it right now: Marab minus two eighteen, Henry on the take back plus one eighty. I'll give you first crack of this one. What's your breakdown? Well, I, I just think Marab wins the fight. I think Henry had his time to shine. I think Henry's fighting. I don't know if he needs the money, if he's bored. Do I think he's a great fighter all time? Oh, definitely. I mean, this guy was Olympic uh, champion. And uh, what, two belts? He, he was a double champ, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think his time's passed. I think Marab and uh, Ster- uh, his boy Sterling, I just, I like, Sterling beat him, beat, uh, what, Henry last year? Yeah. I think I think Marab beats him too. It's minus two thirty. I'm gonna do a two team parlay with this. I'm gonna put uh Miranda Maverick money line with uh Marab money line. Uh should get you about plus one twenty ish. Um that'll be my two leg parlay that I'll be doing. 
I mean, you can tell me what you're inside about this. I just don't see Henry winning. He he is the king of cringe. There's this thing that he got rid of his uh, trainer, and now he didn't get rid of it. It's just he plays too many games. I, I like his breakdowns um, on uh, YouTube, but, man, I can't back this guy. Um, I think Marab I, – so, gun the head, I would take Marab. And I'll actually, I shouldn't say gun the head. I, I strongly lead towards Marab. Um, I just think his his work rate, his cardio, like the guy never gets tired. It's a three round fight. That's not going to be an issue, right? No, I, no. My hang up, why I'm not all in on Marab is what is what what's his get out of jail free card if Henry puts the first round on him? Like, what? Well, how's 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 he get back in this fight? I mean, what? he's he's not, he's not going to quit. I understand that, but like. Does he does he have like a, a left hook eraser like Pereira? I, don't, I know they're not the same division and same fighter or whatever, but you know what I mean. What what's like a signature move outside of cardio that Marab like could kind of hang his hat on to get back in this fight? I understand Cause, where you're cause, coming from because because Henry's been here. This is this is old hat to him. This is kind of a I'm not saying like the 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 matchup is a step up fight, but like. Marab, like this is, this is his to me coming out party could be to the masses, like the 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 big time UFC fans know they've known about Marab for years now. Like he he's a funny guy on social media. He's a little quirky and stuff, but he's funny, entertaining uh, style. Just because, yeah, he he doesn't quit. He doesn't get tired. But I don't I don't know what he has. Like that's my question. Oh, see, I thought you were on Marab as a prospect, you know. I just think Henry, to me, Henry's old news. I mean, when you get. He, he is. That's he, I mean, He's that, old news. That's, when, that's I think of, the, when I think yeah. of Stipe, when I think of, yeah, he's, he's, uh, Marab is up and coming. I think Henry's old news. I think his partner already beat him. I just, I think his, I just think he beats him. And I, it wouldn't surprise me if he finishes him. Um, but that's a hard bet because Henry is such a dog. Well, so, let, let so, me push back real quick. Yeah. I, you would I think might, Marab by decision, which would make it like 129 instead of 180 or what is right. it? 230 now? 240? 218. Yeah. So 129 would be the safe play. It wouldn't surprise me if he stopped him, but I think he, I think he just beats him. I think, uh, I just, I just don't, I don't have any, what's Henry doing? What, what What's the end game well, for Henry? Uh, like, like I said, let me push back real quick. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Could, yeah. In that fight, I thought Henry competed against Aljo his last he did. time out. He did. And and Aljo, he's he's got a funky style, obviously. He's the funk master. But he's got a weird style that I don't think Marab has. And Aljo for the division is big. He's massive. I think Marab and Henry, they're going to walk in there, and they're going to be about the same size. Mass-wise yeah, and height-wise. Yeah, shorter, shorter guys, stocky, yeah. I just I don't know, man. I'm 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 not talking myself in the Henry yet, but I I could see I could see an avenue where I wish Marab was like minus three eighteen instead of two eighteen. Like I, I wish he was a wider favorite here. See, I, I think he's a big enough favorite because okay. it's plus one ninety now. Some books have plus two hundred. Um I like I said, when right here, another thing about Marab, I mean, he is coming off an injury, right? Mm-hmm. But the other thing I like about Marab, he, uh, no, no, you, you could be 100% right. Henry could beat this guy. 
I think so. That's yeah. that's the point I'm making. Yeah, I but, think. But it, I'm on my rob. Yeah, well, I, and, and honestly, I'm only putting two units with this two leg parlay with um, Maverick. I'm not going crazy. Um, but what another thing I think about is Marab Pagachi. Gaethje is a banger, you know. So like he lost in to a guy who's just a banger. Marab's more of a wrestler. I know Henry is a premier wrestler. So you're you're worried that if Henry gets up the first round, Marab's behind the eight ball. He has yes. to get a finish. But what well, if there's I, one I, of those sticky fights I, where he goes to the card and Henry gets screwed? That, that, and, that and that's that, the line that, movement. That could be your saving grace. That's why I, I, I might get that. That's how I might get it. I might not get it. It not, might not be a home run. This this might yeah this might be sticky Ricky. Because I I don't think Henry's an elite striker. Maybe I'm underestimating Marab, but I think Henry might have the advantage in the striking game. Now Henry's up there in age. Does he at the current time and when they get in the cage? I don't know, but I think historically, when I think about these guys, I think. And I don't think Henry's a great puncher, but I think he studies enough and and knows enough uh, that he has that slight advantage. I I could just see him taking taking the first round early. And then well, who who up. was the uh, guy Marab beat a couple fights ago? The old Brazilian that was good, RDA or whatever he is. No, not RDA. It was um. Shit. I thought he beat the uh, the guy. RDA is big. No, not RDA. You know what I'm talking about this. Shit, it's the guy McGregor the, punked. Yeah, he's re- he's a wrestler. Fuck, we we sound like idiots right now. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, make your well. I'll, I thought I'll maybe I don't have my yeah, I have my laptop up, but I was uh, I just want yeah, that guy. Aldo, that just came to me. No, 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 not Aldo. No, Rafael de Santos or whatever's not whatever's. Go look up his fights. He fought a wrestler Brazilian who's tough as nails. Uh, a couple fights ago. And I thought uh, I thought he looked good there. I mean, he held serve. Now I think he finished him in the third round. Yeah, he beat I, he beat his last three. Uh, yeah. Mor- Morales, Aldo, okay. and Piotr Jan. Who did you beat before Piotr Jan? Aldo. Okay, but I'm, I must be on the wrong fighter. So I must be <laughs> R- on. RDA, RDA is big. That's one. Yeah. Big. So there, you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm thinking of? Who? Not Marab, but the other guy, Fazeev. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we're gonna, my wife's gonna put me in the nursing home right now on that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of Fazeev. Him and Marab sometimes serving off. I still think Marab. Uh, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. I think Marab finds a way to win. It's probably gonna be sticky. Um, so, hey, you think it goes the distance then? Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a finish here. Okay, so then I'll play Marab by decision. You're gonna stay off it or maybe take a shot with uh I would take it I would take him by decision, but I I'm gonna have my apps open during this fight. And if the if it looks like the first round's going towards Henry, I'm hoping to catch plus money on so Do you think both of them are good wrestlers that this is a standout fight? I think Henry probably has the grappling advantage. Yeah. So I think Marab tries to just pace him, and I don't well, like know. a hidden stick. No, I, I, I just think he just tries to get in his face and outwork him and make him uncomfortable. But it's like, I, I don't know. I think Henry could be slick enough to, to not be baited into that. 
Yeah. Plus, plus, yeah. Cejudo. It's not like Cejudo is a is a guy that doesn't have a gas tank. Like I, I Marab is always he always comes ready. So you could bet on that. But like Henry, Henry's no slouch in the cardio department either. Like he can compete. Well, you, everything I've said about this fight, we're going to have to throw it out the window because Marab never fought Gaethje. It was physique. Yeah, so, I don't know why you so said you, that. your take is 100%. I'm smoking crack. I'm still putting it on my two team parlay with uh, Miranda Listen, Maverick. To, to, to put a bow on it? Yeah. ABC. If you're betting Marab, ABC. That's, what, that's your, your that's favorite. Your break there. Always the cardio, bet, baby. Always bet cardio, ABC. So <laughs> now, now you got me wanting to bet Henry, and I already put the parlay in uh, two days ago. So anyway, but I, well, you're saying your take is 100. percent I just think Henry is old news. Okay. So I can't, I can't. That's bet fair. Him. That's fair. Yeah. I, I, I think that's probably the ultimate uh, why I, I like Marab here is the cardio, and yeah, I think Henry. Plus, he did take three years off before he fought Aljo. Like, you, you don't get that time back. No, and like you said, though, it was a good fight. He put up a good fight. Um, Aljo's a little weird, you know, with his style. Um, but, I mean, Rob comes from the same gym. So, mm-hmm. I, I'll still stay with him. But, man, wow, I was smoking crack. Anyway, let's go to welterweight here. Uh, another top ten show down here. Number eight, Jeff Neal. Hands of steel, Jeff Neal. Going up against the tenth rated Irishman in Machado Gary. In Gary, minus two thirty the favorite, Jeff Neal, plus one ninety, nearly two to one as the underdog on the take back. Um I I this line makes sense to me. I think the I think Vegas has given Jeff Neal a puncher's chance, more than a puncher's chance, probably here. Um he's a tough out. Ian Gary tries to get a tough man competition with him. Um, then I think Jeff Neal has a chance to win this one. But if it's a mixed martial arts fight and Ian Gary dictates the terms here, I think he picks Jeff Neal apart and he, he wins going away. Maybe he gets a late finish, but uh, that's where I'm at with this one. I'll take um, Ian Machado Gary uh, in this one pretty comfortably. I feel pretty strong about this one. How say you? I'm going to tag whatever you do on this one. Um I think Jeff Neal is tough. Um, he, yeah, Murray, Murray fought Shavkat. Um, yeah, and Shavkat choked him out, but it was like really late in the third, almost at the bell. So. You think maybe you can get that with Gary, a third-round finish? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. or a second-round finish, uh, either or. Um, so would you put Gary money line? I know it's like minus 230. Would you put that on a two-team parlay or two-leg parlay? I would. Yeah. I think, I mean, Gary has a lot of hype. I think he's fake. I think he has some Colby Covington in him. I know he wants to be like McGregor. They're both from, from Ireland. Um, and then he has this this whole cuck situation with his wife. So, and then, you know, everybody wants to fight him between Colby Covington and Sean Strickland. So, so Gary's got plenty of fights out there. Um, but I think you're right, though. He has a skill set. I mean, he brutally beat Neil Magny, who's tough. I mean, he's boring as shit. Neil Magny's a tough dude. He beat that shit out of him. He wouldn't finish him for us. I think we needed to finish. But he definitely, I mean, this guy's good. Um, and if Gary wins this fight, his stock is just going to keep going up. I'm not betting it just because he's he's all over the place with his mouth. 
He said some real. Did he put pictures of Jeff Neal, like when he went to jail or something? He had a, he had a mugshot T-shirt of Jeff Neal. He sold. Yeah, I see. yeah. <laughs> I, I can't bet that man. Um, but am I gonna watch it? A hundred percent. So, and I think this guy has talent, man. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he's a new Colby Covington or Strickland or pick any guy that has a WWE stick to him. Um, he, he's explosive. That's I think that's the most. Well, he can kick and punch and well, choke. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, he's in a, if he hurts you, he don't fuck around. No, well, he doesn't. I, I, okay, take the take the Neil Magny fight. Yeah, he was away. just beating him for just to beat him. Yeah, he he kind of he toyed playing with, with his him. food. Yeah, yeah, like a cat does with a dead mouse. Yeah, and, and we and we we hate that when we're betting a fighter. Oh gosh, but, it's but if it's but if that's like the one blemish. On his uh, resume was him just torturing Neil Magny because he didn't like him. I'm willing to overlook it. Now, if it starts becoming a, a theme with these <laughs> higher rated fighters, uh, then we we'll got to we'll have to reconvene our 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 because uh, yeah, I get it. All the off out of the cage stuff. It, I don't know what to make of it. It's it's it lame, could be good or bad. Could, yeah, but. I'm telling you, when that fucking cage door shuts, I like what I've seen from me and Gary the last couple of years. So, so I'm, so I'm you, all in. So you're confident with uh, his money line? Yes. Okay. You don't think J- Jeff is going to catch him with a punch? Well, that's that's the that's the little keep you on the edge of your seat is Jeff's power. Yeah. Or, and like I said, if Ian gets suckered into some kind of phone booth tough man competition. Yeah, it's it's a coin flip at that point. But well, here's I, another thing to look on this main card. How many Americans are fighting at uh, every fight or every other fight? Like three or four Americans are fighting on this card. Three. And uh, they're the first three ones. The yeah, well, main and the main. No let's see if America's if America and most of them are underdogs. Right. Except uh, Fluffy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see if America makes a run here. If they just get Molly whopped. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was I, I was gonna wait and I and and I'm not gonna get into it. Another reason I was gonna take Marab is because uh, the main <laughs> event is from Georgia. Um, so I was just you know that was a, a part of my Marab. The the, uh, du- the double peach parlay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, the peach. <laughs> and it ain't the peach state, baby. It's it's baby it's- Russia. Um, so that was another thing I was going to say. So, but then I went crazy with the Fazeev. Raphael, <laughs> Raphael Fazeev. He's on your mind right now. No, there's two. There's sometimes they're like, they're like face off with the, who was that? Travolta and, uh, I thought that was cage. Yeah. Nicholas cage and John Travolta. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what they do to me. So, but great, yeah, great this... shitty movie. Great <laughs> shitty movie. <laughs> you think it's shitty movie? Well, I mean, I, I think it, it would, be the the ratings will be poorly reflected on Rotten Tomatoes or they that's kind of outlets. <laughs> we'll have to look it up. You think it's under fifty? No way. Come on, come you on. Gotta look, you gotta look that up. I bet. I am. I, am. I bet it's sixty between sixty to sixty five, maybe seventy. Okay, let's see here. Face off. <laughs> you might be on, right on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh oh! All right. Pleasant surprise. Uh, the audience. I always go with the audience. I'm yeah, not yeah. a critic. Nah. Audience scored 82. You know what, though? I hate the audience. I always go with the critics. What do the critics have it at? 93. Holy shit, it's even better. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> All right, my bad. I thought face off would be like a sixty-eight. He tried to. Ch- <laughs> oh, face off! I mean, wanna... it, it, it is a it's a wacky premise. You can't act like. It's... What do you What do you think's higher? Then it must be higher than Con Air, which I think Con Air is a better movie. Love Con Air. I bet Con Air's wor- worse ratings than the face off. I love Con Air. God, I know. I'm watching Con Air later tonight. Yeah, awesome, Cyrus the Virus. But I bet now that you told me the ratings. I bet it's worse, and we think it's a better movie. Oh, Great. God. What is it? Okay. Audience <laughs> score. 75. All right. Connor, that's fair. If you go to the actual tomato meter with the critics, 58. It's I wrong. Knew it. I knew it. <laughs> oh, God. How we dare. Did. That's why I don't like the critics. That's the bullshit. Cr- because it, <laughs> it's an action movie. It's like, oh, okay, this is shit. Two stars. You give me 10 guys, right? And I don't know about women, but I know guys. You give me 10 guys in the 90s. Nine and a half are going to love Con Air. Yeah. (laughs) Face Off probably going to be like seven out of 10. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What the hell's going on here, man? Back to Ian Gary. Whatever you do with Ian Gary, text me. I will follow your suit. All right. Let's go to another action hero here in the Uh COVID event. The last he, action hero. No, he's 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 the Brazilian Chad. Yeah. He's number six in the middleweight rankings. Paulo Costa, plus two hundred five going up against number three, the Australian Robert Whitaker, minus two fifty as the favorite. Number three versus number six in the middleweight division. I'm excited for this one. How say you? What's your breakdown? Well, I, we love Paulo Paulio Acosta. Uh, that's our guy. I mean, yeah. the secret juice. Um, Shaking hands with the, the ring car girls every every uh, way in. Oh, yeah. He's just a be, creep. Just being, just being the gentleman, but, you know, he's just trying to, like, shake their hand and see their boobs jiggle. Oh, like, yeah. He's, he, he's, he's a Chad. It's all right. Yeah, and then his wife doesn't match his looks or his girlfriend, fiance, whatever she is. It's like it, he, he's, he's built like a Greek goddess, good-looking guy. She's like, eh, you know, it's like this guy makes no sense in any direction you look at. He's uh, funny on socials. Um, he's a good fighter. Uh, his car. He's yeah. a hard worker, but he, I don't understand why his cardio sucks. Yeah, well, I mean, because he's huge. <laughs> well, remember yeah, last fight against Luke? What a fight. Remember a, they're rubbing insane, blood on each other? <laughs> insane fucking fight. <laughs> um, so I. I want to take a shot at Paul Leo because I like the, the was it plus 200 now? 205 right now. But the better bet's probably Robert by decision. Uh, maybe Robert finishes, maybe he gets tired. Um, they both beat Romero um, mm-hmm. in their careers. I don't like how Robert got handled by the Plissies because um, Paul Leo's kind of like the Plissies. He's not as good a striker and He's not, you know, he's not the pussies, but I, I think his body type is what if Paulio gets up two rounds and then Robert has to finish him. Um, that, that's what I want to see. If maybe Paulio can get up two rounds and just, and just take it somehow find a way to the end, to the finish. Um, I'm going to take a shot at Paulio. If I lose, I lose. Robert's probably the way by decision. What do you think? Yeah, we're some potico there. I, I think Robert just could kind of 
I don't want to say outclassing, but I, that's kind of what I mean here. Uh, but yeah, is is Robert Whitaker the same Robert Whitaker pre the DDP fight where he got mauled and and got eliminated in less than ten minutes? He, he got bullied. He did. And Polly is a bully, right? Yeah, but I don't think I don't think Polio is quite the pressure. Yeah, he's not. He's not. And another thing, remember when he fought Izzy Polio? Remember Izzy just chopped him down with the kicks and Polio didn't do shit? Well, that's what I I don't know necessarily the kick game, but that's kind of I kind of worry Robert. If Robert can keep his distance, Robert yeah, wins. Yeah, Robert working the jab, maybe getting to the body too, like just but, keep it. If that happens, distance. Tyler, would this this might be a boring fight. That that's what I'm worried about. I think we I'm rooting <laughs> for Paulo, like no doubt about that. Um, to me, it's probably a, a soft lean because I don't want him to win to Robert. But uh, I don't so, know. but didn't you say that you thought maybe if you took a shot at Paulio, uh, if you took a shot on him, his well, money line, and we, took we a can, shot at Roman? Uh, yeah, we can talk uh, about yeah. that now since there's yeah. no more two to one underdogs to talk about on the card. Yeah. If you look at Cejudo's almost two to one, Jeffrey's okay. almost two to one. Roman Kopilov is two to one right now, and Paulio uh, Paulo Costa is two oh five, so a little over two to one. I think at least one of these are hitting the board. I think I think you're getting one upset in, in the on the pay per view. So can you go two for two if you, if you go with this theory? Can you stick two? Yeah, I, I'm I'm me calling my shot is being safe and saying at least one of these guys are hitting the board. So out of these four. Would you go with your boy, uh, the Russian Ka- Roman? Ka- Kabbalah, if I did like a power ranking or a draft. Okay. Yeah, yeah Kabbalah would be one. I think two would be Costa. Three would probably be mm, probably Henry. The yeah. Jeff Neal would be four. I would agree with you. Henry could be two or three. Yeah, um, I, must, I must put Henry too, but he's he's up there. The age worries me. Yeah, and Whitaker's only 33. The one Mm -hmm. thing about Whitaker now, he's a streamer, kind of like Max Holloway. Um, But, man, Roberts, he's a good striker. And he doesn't finish people. They call him the Reaper. He doesn't finish people right now, but Paulio could get gas and he could finish them. Um, So, yeah. Maybe that's – if you're on Robert, maybe that's the angle. You get him by late finish. Well, the money's moved a little bit up on Robert. So, maybe, yeah. Robert's probably the safe pick. Um, but man, I like Paulio. Maybe I'm blind. I mean, if you, I don't think Paulio is ever gonna be the champ. No. Uh, I think Robert too is another guy that he probably is gonna be a gatekeeper, right? Yeah, that's what that's what he's been. You know, he can't be Izzy and then he makes sure nobody else gets to the championship unless they're gonna be the champ and then Duplicy beats him, so he only loses the champs. So yeah, Robert could be the the sad uh, right place wrong time guy. Like, he's not gonna be the reaper. The, he's the gatekeeper. The the gate reaper. <laughs> <laughs> the gate Robert the gate reaper. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, is that the is that the safe play? If you're doing like a yeah, two or three it's, t- it's, leg it's, parlay, it's boring. It's gonna be boring if you hit that leg. Like just know that. What's yeah. Boring gets to the window sometimes. So. It will get to the window. What, what, Paulio, does he have to finish him or does he have to get up two rounds? I think he has to finish him. Really? Damn it. We like well, him too. I, I think he has, uh, I, I guess it'd be like 
I think it's 60-40 has to finish him. I don't think it, it's like a he definitely has to finish him or he's losing the fight. I think he can win on the card. Uh, if he, he if he just makes it just a who's tougher competition, yeah, kind of like the rock, kind of like the Rockhold fight last year, which was just yeah. But I think Rockhold's more down for down for the pound, where Roberts more like Izzy, and Izzy gave him so much fits. Now Paulio did fight hard against uh, Vittori, but hell, Robert made Vittori look like shit. So yeah, but it, it's. I hate playing the uh, trans transitive property math because it, yeah. it just would it surprise you if we're talking about the fights late Sunday morning after the pay per views off the air and like it's weird Vittori handled by Robert but then Paulo handled Robert like you know what I mean but he Vittori beat Paulo like it's, I, it's I, just the fight math is weird like that sometimes I think if I take Paulio, it'll be like a $20 holler where I throw three or four either basketball games or hockey or whatever. Maybe maybe a, a top five, one of your NASCAR picks. I, I'm not going to oh, play it hard. Don't, don't hold your breath on a top five, brother. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I know. It's not the race. But I, you know what I'm saying? Maybe a top ten. I yeah. just, I, It's going to be somewhere I, I don't expect to win, but where the earnings will be worth the $20. So, right. yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, let's go to the main event here. Championship fight in the featherweight division. We'll introduce the challenger first. He's third ranked in the world right now in the featherweight division. From Georgia slash Spain, Ilya Taporia. We love this cat. He's mean. He's feisty. Stylish. He's a, he's everything you want. Great challenger. I'm excited as hell for this fight. Anyway, the champ, of course, the great Alexander Volkanovsky, the Australian, undefeated all time in the featherweight division has ran through the division. This is pretty much what would you say? This is his last true test in the division um, in his career. Anyway, the gambling particulars Volkanovski is kind of swelled up to a minus one twenty five favorite at time of recording. Taporia plus one oh five. So it's a coin flip line, but this thing started out literally at minus one ten on both sides uh, of this one. Um. Anyway, I, <laughs> I this is impossible for me. Well, I mean, I was going to try to give my breakdown, and I still don't have it. Um, I guess I'd lean the champ here, but man, there's so much not to like about Volk, what he said in the last fight against Islam. But historically, if you look at him as the the champ in this division, uh, I think that's where I would lean, giving him the nod in this one. But I, I'm not betting this fight. I don't even know who the hell I'm going to root for in this fight um, because I like Taporia that much as well. So what, what's your thoughts on this one? Well, I mean, this is so sticky. Uh, <laughs> I think we like Taporia's uh, up, uptick. We think he could be a champ. But he's going he, against Volk. He still, he still could if he loses this fight. Like, Oh, not, yeah. He's yeah. not done after this. No, no. He's too young. He has too much talent. This fight... Yeah, this is not the end of the road if he loses. And the thing I think we kind of like when uh, Volk fought y Yair, we kind of wanted Yair to get another fight or two before he fought Volk. I think Taporia needs probably another one or two fights. The thing I worry about is Volk got head kicked brutally Bad. by 
by by by one of the best pound for pounds in the uh, in the game, Magachov. But it was ugly. And then he makes excuses. I was drunk. He doesn't have to make any excuses. He took it on what on a week's notice, ten days notice. I think I think eleven or twelve. Was yeah, you don't have to make any excuses. You went for you went for it, and you're fighting a guy bigger than you. Like. There's no reason to make excuses. I hate fighters when they make excuses. That's usually a lean for me to bet against them. Um, and I just – Tapore, he's a master jiu-jitsu guy. Um, how do you think this goes? Do you think it goes the distance, or do you think there's a stoppage by one of them? Uh, whew, dude, that, that's why I can't even really pick this fight because I, I can see – I guess my first – like if you made me make a prediction, I think Volk not cruises, but Volk wins a decision. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's probably tight, but it might even lean towards all three judges, so it'd be unanimous. But it might be three rounds to two, Volk. You know, like close fight, but clear cut. But I think both these guys have the ability to get them out, to get each other out of here, because like. I don't know. I was a little bit shocked. Volk got Yair out of there last year. Well, we were, we were, uh, well, yeah, he, he bludgeoned him. That's what um, I mean. I, 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 Yair, I can, Yair's a crazy fighter. He, he can open up to that where, uh, you know, Max is a straight boxer and, uh, the first two fights Volk had to earn it. And the third one, he did what Volk does. Like he, he proved why he's a, one of the greats. Mm-hmm. I, with Taporia though, I like when guys are on, he's 14 and 0, never lost. Usually, these guys, when they if they do lose, they lose by decision. Mm -hmm. Um, so that you know, Volk, I think you'll see some sharp money come in Saturday. Um, if you see Volk up to 135, 140, he probably wins, wins by decision. Um, if it flips and Torporia becomes the favorite, uh, man, it's just it's gonna be a sticky one. Um, I don't know. I can see a finish in this fight. Um, yeah. But I could see it going the distance, too. So, this could this be a, maybe a fight of the year candidate early? Um, yeah, but I I don't think. I don't think it'll reach that, though. Because I don't think it's going to be... Huh, I don't think it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be blood and gore. And that's usually kind of what I think leads to a fight of the year. You don't think it was blood and gore? You remember when uh, Tavori's last fight against Josh Emmett? Yeah, that, I mean, they're both cut up, but... There was a lot of blood. I think uh, that was Josh bleeding more than Tavori, though. Yeah, but I think both these guys can bleed. Because, yeah, you know, you know what I liked about that fight? Even though he didn't get Josh out, he took shots from Josh, and he ate them. And Josh is... Josh is a heavy hitter. I know you and I went back and forth on that. No, um, I, I can't say jack shit anymore because he killed Bryce Mitchell last fight. <laughs> I just think I think I think he took shots. That was a great fight for Tapore to go the distance and, and just be in a battle. I wish he had one or two more of those under his belt, and I'd feel better because we love Volk and we love when when Down Under comes on. I, I it, can't wait. I can't it gives wait us chills. Yeah. yeah. But I'm on the Georgians. I think him and I think uh, Marab both win. Um, but maybe it's it's the uh, New Zealand and Australia all three win. I could be wrong. Um, I think Marab wins. 
I'm sorry, Marab and uh, Taporia win. How hard am I going to bet Taporia? I'll tell you what I'm probably going to do with Taporia. I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars on this fight. I'll put a $100 bill with him and Florida Atlantic. You know, I love Florida Atlantic to get in the Final Four, college uh, basketball Final Four. $100 is going to pay me $4,000. That's what I'm going to do. If Taporia loses, I still I already have money on Florida Atlantic. So it's not going to kill me, but I'm going to put a hundred dollar bill to pour it with, with, uh, my favorite final four team. That way I have, if he wins, Hey, I got a nice ticket for the, uh, for the tournament. That, that, that'll be my play. But does Volk win? He's never lost at this division, right? Nope. So well, you have no, no official play then, right? No, no, no. Walk. For, for, for podcast say, okay. I'll just take Volkanovski. So we're different. I'm amazing. Okay. Player. Are you going to so. take it by decision finish or just Volk? I'll take Volk by decision. Okay. But I don't I don't hate that either. So all right, there's your UFC two ninety eight preview. Very exciting card. Uh tune in. It'll be it'll probably be worth it. Um all right. Sunday, two thirty Eastern time. A or ABC, excuse me, Fox, the Great American Race, NASCAR Super Bowl, the season opener, the Daytona five hundred, the annual five hundred mile race around the two and a half mile high bank trioval. In Daytona Beach, Florida, happens last night. They qualified. Uh, congratulations to Joey Logano and Michael McDowell. That's your front row, provided they don't crash tonight in the duels. The duels will set up the uh, two 150 mile, 150 mile races tonight, uh, Thursday night, as we record. Maybe it's already happened when you're listening to this, but the duels will set the uh, lineup for the rest of the field here. Um, yeah, so. The Harley J. Earl's on the line, 200 laps, around two and a half mile, 500 mile race. Um, that's that's the particulars on the event, of course. Um, what what do you want? Do you want me to go through? Do you have any questions? I guess. Oh, I always ask you some questions, and you right. can give me give me the insight. Okay. All right. First of all, who has won the most Daytona 500? Historically. Yeah. Well, I mean, Richard Petty, he uh, he's had, what, four, I think? Mm-hmm. Or maybe three. Actually, I think the number the number's four. Uh, excuse me, it's seven. He's got seven. <laughs> seven? Uh, yeah. Um, I think Denny Hamlin, current drivers, Denny Hamlin has three. Okay. He, he's a legend, uh, a, a Daytona legend in his, in his own right. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Jeff, uh, Jeff Gordon's got four uh, historically or three somewhere in there. Um, of course, Dale Earnhardt only won one in his career. Uh, Tony Stewart, who was an all-time great. Uh, Mark Martin, another. What about great. Jimmy Johnson? Oh, Jimmy Johnson's got three or four. Okay. He's. Uh, but I'm saying like um, Rusty Wallace, Tony Stewart, those are probably the the two guys I would look at historically uh, all time drivers that never got a 500. So it, it, it eludes some great drivers. So it's not the end all be all, but it kind of, it is, but it isn't. If that makes sense. And who, who won last year? Ricky Stenhouse jr. Okay. Huge, huge <laughs> underdog on the board. Not, I mean, he's a great speed, super speedway racer. He's aggressive. He's kind of mm-hmm. everything you need to be to win these races nowadays. Um, but man, if you look at the last three winners of this thing, Mike yeah. McDowell in 2021, 
Austin Cindric in 2022 and Stenhouse last year. Those are three guys that I would imagine were probably 40 to one, 35 to one, 40 to one or, or higher uh, when the race started. So Is there... you, you've got three uh, random um, winners here. Not so, And like I said, McDowell, he's, he's a good on super speedways. So is Stenhouse. So as a race fan, like, could you talk me into those guys winning before they won? The races, yes, but would I put any money on the do so? No. And so this is a track where it gets real crazy, right? Yeah. So to explain to the layman's to to the layman out there, uh, back in the in the eighties, NASCARs used to be unrestricted. So if you could run two hundred and thirty fucking mile an hour, so be it. But the thing mm-hmm. about a the thing, yeah, the thing about a big heavy stock car is. A little wiggle or a certain angle, and the air gets up under the car. It basically flips it and turns it into like a, a wing on an airplane when it gets under. And that's so, why they had to go to the yeah. Bob, Bobby out. Uh, Richard Petty had a bad wreck in the in the late eighties at Talladega, uh, or Daytona. Bobby Allison almost died getting up into the fence and almost got in the crowd uh, at Talladega when they were running like two twenties, two thirties mile per hour. So they started restrictor plating the cars. So the old cars used to be carbureted. They'd put a plate bolted onto the carburetor and the intake, and it restricts the oxygen that goes into the motor, essentially choking down the horsepower. It's really simple as that. Since they've went to few injected cars here in the last few years, uh, they just detune the motors down with their little computer gadget thing. So they're running a little less horsepower than they do at most other tracks on the schedule. So essentially what this does is it, it evens the playing field and these guys race in the draft and, or just a big pack. And that's what leads to the randomness of it. It's just, you got 30 cars all fighting for the, the same spot within a second of each other, all in the same pack, two, three wide. It's fucking insane. I mean, that's literally all you can say about it. Um, so it, where, where is this race out of all the races this year on your chart? Is this your favorite race? Uh, is it, uh, or is it just cause it's like, you know, start the, start the new season. It doesn't no, matter. No, yeah. The 500 is number one. Like it's, yeah. it's the biggest race It pays. I think it's like a over $28 million purse. Oh, that's this a year. lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's by far the biggest race of the year. My personal favorite. Uh, the Southern 500 at Darlington late in the year and the Bristol night race late in the year. Southern 500 is always around Labor Day. Uh, Bristol night race a little before that in August. Those are probably my two favorites. I always uh, watch Coke 600 Memorial Day at Charlotte's a big one. Uh, those are probably the four big ones, though. You yeah. Throw in, throw in Daytona, the four biggest races of the and, year. And they, do they give more points for this race or no? No. Same amount yeah. of points. You think there should be more points on the on a race like this or no? No, this is day super speedway race in Talladega day ten. It's too random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't know because I know how popular the race is. Um, uh, how, how many people can actually watch this race? What at the at the racetrack? Yeah, how many people do you think they, they can squeeze in there? Well, the last I think the last four or five years since they kind of revamped the place 
they've sold it out every year since then. Uh, since they redid the, the bleachers and the concourse. I guess it's awesome now down there. Uh, You've never been there? No, I've never been to, uh, never been to, the, never been to Daytona. Yeah. Um, About 150,000, 200,000. So. Um, let me see here. I'm that, trying. That, that, that's just insane to have that many people. That would be like all of uh, Dayton, Ohio, or all of Akron, Ohio being at the track. That's insane. Well, the thing is, when I always talk racing to people, Mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, I'm a fan of it. So, of course, I'm biased, but like, it's like any other event. Like, you you don't pick up the the sound, the smell, the look, like, in person like you would on television. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and I think when you go to a race, any car race, all that stuff gets amplified. Because it's a motorsport, so the sound is it's, it sounds different in person. It's a little louder. Uh, the, the like you can't you can't duplicate the smell of burning <laughs> burning fuel and and rubber and tires and so. Um, right now, as of right now, uh, one hundred one thousand five hundred is the seating capacity at Daytona International Speedway. Uh, with the ability to increase permanent seating to 125,000. So they just have some, some mobile uh, bleachers to. Is that without, do they have people out in the middle of the two or no? Oh yeah. They, yeah. You can, you can infill uh camp and park uh, there. Yeah. Cause I know with the, uh, the Indy, that might be the one that holds what almost 150, 200,000. Oh yeah. Indy hell for the Indianapolis 500. If you, there's, it's not an exaggeration when they say there's three, four hundred thousand people there for the five hundred. From insane. from the from the seating capacity all the way around the place <laughs> to the infield traffic and crowd. Yeah, it's 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 insane. So so this race, okay, if since you've given me the last three years have been guys that probably nobody picked to win. Who are who are two or three guys that you think that maybe some crazy oddballs that might hit the board? I wrote down, I got three sneaky, sneaky guys. Now, this is just based on my personal opinion, but I did go and look at average finish with the next-gen car, which has raced the last two years. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the quick list I made was David Reagan, Corey LaJoy, and Zane Smith. Now, Reagan, he... That's Ronald Reagan's uh, grandson, right? Uh, yeah, uh, great grandson. No, David Reagan, uh, he's experienced. Uh, he had a big time cup ride with uh, with Roush like in the early 2000s. Now he's a little older, but he's in a Roush Fenway Ford Mustang. The Fords is the another, another key. I'll just kind of lead into my other note here. Ford has been the best, the best manufacturer in the next gen era at the super speedways. Um, now Stenhouse didn't win. He won last year in the Chevrolet and the 500, but I think the Fords took three out of the four super speedway races last year. Uh, Cindric two years, two years ago, McDowell and Cindric uh, a year ago or two years ago, McDowell three years ago, they were both Fords. So the, the blue oval shows up, um, on the super speedways. So well, on this, Ra- on this, Reagan would be yeah. the number one underdog, then LaJoy would be two, and then Zane Smith. Um, what are Fords? Any of those guys Fords? 
Well, I said Reagan was. Yeah, yeah. But the other guys, are they Fords also or no? Um, LaJoy is definitely not. He's in a Chevrolet Spire okay. team, which is improving though, very much. And he kind of he kind of fits this this style uh, of racing. Seems to make the right decisions. And then Zane Smith, um, I'll look at what Zane Smith's in now. He's in the he's in a Spire car with LaJoy. I forgot. So yeah. Those those two are Chevys. So what what are their odds? Top ten, top five. Okay. Reagan plus three. Well, let me get the updated ones. When I wrote these down the other day, Reagan was plus three fifteen. Oh, I, love, I love that. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> that they, tickles the, me. These are the guys I figure would tickle you. Right. Uh LaJoy is a three to one in the top ten. Yeah. Was three one top ten. I'm pulling up the current ones here in a second, and then uh, Zane Smith uh, plus three fifty to top ten. Okay, yeah, I like all I like all those. Uh huh. Yeah, top would. ten. Yeah, because it gets weird at the end too, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that was another point I was gonna make. If yeah. you go, if you go to Wikipedia, type in Daytona five hundred, and of course it gives you like the the bare bones particulars of the race. Um last year's distance actually with the overtime and stuff like that they don't race just the 500 miles anymore they want it to end under green and checker conditions not under caution because that's kind of a little bit like you know you have all this build up and then it ends like under caution and just kind of it's a little bit of a letdown last year the race officially went 212 laps that's 530 miles the year before that 200 and one lap, so an extra lap, 502 and a half miles. 2021, it actually went 500 miles. Uh, 2020, 200, or uh, 522 and a half, 517 and a half in 2018 and 17. Um, so what, that's the last, five out of the last six mm-hmm. has went to overtime. And do you think the fans like the overtime? Yeah, they 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 love it. Get more race. <laughs> yeah, well, it ends. It ends mm. under. It ends. It ends under. I mean, they don't. They do unlimited now. It used to be they only had two cracks at a green white checkered. Yeah, went past the distance, and then. Uh, Would you compare it to yeah. like like the extra minutes in soccer or no? Um. No, I I just I I think it's like uh I think it's like college football overtime now. Yeah, yeah. Like with the to a certain point, it just kind of turns into a two point conversion. These overtime races just turn into who can survive the wrecks on the restart, and then yeah, then it finally gets to a place where uh enough guys have been crashed out where they finally get to the checker. Uh, here's the updated. Top tens, by the way. Right. Uh, Corey LaJoy is plus 240 now. Okay. Zane Smith plus 260. All right. And David Reagan still three to one because he has to, he has to race his way into the race tonight because he's yeah. not, a, not a charter. So team. if he gets in, it'll it'll drop a little bit. If he doesn't yes. get in. If he doesn't get in, do they give you – you get your money back on the ticket? Um, Actually, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, we need to find uh, – I've never had that happen because it I, might you know. it might be it might be you might it might be voided since they actually didn't make the race. 
Yeah, that's why I, we need to find that out because that's huge, you know, if you're putting some money down. Um, yeah, definitely. You know what? I'll go ahead and put it in and see what happens. <laughs> I'll put like, you know, 10, 20 bucks on it because um, yeah. I like the value. If he gets in, it probably drops a little bit, right? Yeah, it would. Well, it's already, it's already came down a little bit. He's not even in the race, so. What do they uh, think the weather's going to be like? And does that matter? It does matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so tonight, like we're not previewing the qualifying duels. Yeah. But but here's what the, they used to do them in the daytime, the Thursday before the 500. I love that as a kid. Like sometimes I'd you know be able to skip school or watch it or whatever. Um, but of course, much like everything else, they made it a TV thing. So the last handful of years, they've been doing the qualifier races at night. Um, they don't really tell you a whole hell of a lot about what can be kind of predictive in the 500 mm-hmm. because the 500 race is during the day. So at night, usually, you know, at nighttime, what happens, the air cools down. If the air cools down, that cools down the, the blacktop or the surface of the racetrack. Cool means grip. Cool means grip. So when the track is cool, it's it's more grippy. So mm-hmm. the car the cars handle better, and they're not as on the edge. So the that's what I mean. So, by so, the duels the duels don't really tell you anything because they race them at night now. Yeah, five hundred is going to be during the day. <laughs> but when the five hundred starts getting real late into the night, and you have multiple yeah. overtimes, then yeah. it goes back to nighttime. <laughs> so it's like it doesn't really tell you anything but then again it kind of you're willing to to pay that little extra attention it could tell you something so that's why i'm gonna watch the duels tonight yeah man so who are your your heavy hitters for this uh the race the big names who do you think is gonna hit the board well i got five guys listed here uh brad keselowski he's never won it so he'd be a sentimental favorite uh kyle bush as well never won it 20 years this will be his 20th straight Daytona 500. Dale Earnhardt took him 20 years. I'm not saying they're the same guy, but uh, that'd be another another sentimental favorite. Got to throw Denny Hamlin on there. He's won three. Uh, three out of the last six, actually. Three all-time, but three out of the last six. Um, he's he's He always finds himself in a position uh, to three, win this eight, thing. Three out of the last six? It might be three out of the last eight. But what uh he's, he's what did he do it. last year? You remember? He was in the mix. He Denny's always in the mix at the five hundred. Telling you, mm. he's probably juice though, right? Uh, well, I'll get to the odds. Uh, okay. And then I got two Ford guys left here. I'm gonna go with the defending champ Ryan Blaney. He won at Talladega last year. Uh, I think he's won two in a row at Talladega in the in the fall, but uh. Daytona Talladega, very similar, of course. Uh, and Blaney coming off the championship, maybe he stamps the championship he won last year, uh, coming out swinging with the 500 win. Uh, he's another guy that always finds himself in the mix. Then I wrote Joey Logano down before he won the pole last night. But again, Joey's got that aggressiveness. He's won this race before. He's a champion. He's done it all. Uh, I don't really like Joey Logano. I would hate if he won the thing. But he he's going to be a tough customer. Uh, Blaney right now is the favorite. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's three guys here at, at 10 to 1 to win the thing. It's Blaney, Hamlin, Brad, and Kyle. So basically the, the 
four guys I have. And then guess what? Joey Logano is now 12 to one uh, since he qualified on the poll. So I have the top five guys listed and that's who Vegas says. So I feel like the squares, the squares, honestly, but uh, that's what I wrote down before I even looked at the odds. So I guess maybe I, I know a little something about this stuff. Yeah. Well, who would be out of all those guys who has the best value top 10? Uh, I mean, you're not none of these that guys. Would, none of these guys are gonna have value in the top ten. There's, there's no plus one hundred five, even money plus one thirty five, one I'll, maybe I'll, minus one twenty five. Out of all the guys I listed, absolutely not. Really? Yeah, yeah you're like you're laying chalk on every guy I just listed. <laughs> it's a top ten. I was hoping I was getting one like at one thirty five minus maybe one thirty five, one forty. Now I do have, like, uh, uh, real quick, I'll. To to win the yeah. race, the to win the yeah. race, I'm gonna say Brad gets it done and he finally gets his right. 500 win. That's a trendy pick though, so I'm a little scared off that. But it's yeah, it's a, it's a crap shoot. <laughs> Excuse me. Real quick though, I did write down a dark horse winner as a backup plan. Who you got? It's cheating a little bit because Alex Bowman's and a Hendrick Chevrolet. Alex Bowman said on the poll last year, he said on the front row, like three out of, or maybe like three years in a row up until last night qualified. Okay. Last night, but Bowman, he, he clearly has speed being able to qualify so well in the 500 historically Bowman's 28 to one to win the race. Okay. All right. I, Hey, have you ever hit one of these uh, straight up winners? I usually don't bet the straight up winners at the <laughs> five hundred. That's a no no. You, are you more like top five, or are you the maker? You like to bet the maker, or you bet the uh, team? I I like Ford. Okay. I like Ford right now. Last oh. I checked, it was plus one forty to be the winning manufacturer. Okay. Uh, so I'd make that bet, and then, like I said, how Ray, many how many cars how many cars do I get with Ford? Do you think? Well, you get you get every Ford in the field. Yeah, I know. I mean, is it like ten cars, twelve cars? Is it? Uh, fuck, I don't. You're, yeah, asking, you a, you're guess. asking a question. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. over ten. Okay, okay, that's cool. All right, plus one forty. And what else you got? And then I I just would stick like one of these random guys that are decently plus money on a, on top 10. Yeah. Like it's literally a crap shoot. Like it doesn't take like it doesn't take any NASCAR knowledge to hit a top 10 guy in the, in this in a super speedway <laughs> race. I'm I'm being dead serious. Yeah, but so is it more like a scratch off? Is it just luck it of the draw? It is a scratch off. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it would be. So yeah. You know, race day they're going to shrink a little more when the field gets decided. Yeah. But we'll still be able to get some Two high two to ones. And is there live betting on this or no? There is, which is, in, it's insane. So maybe that's another avenue you could take. Is yeah. maybe one of your winners is leading. If you if you take an outright winner, maybe they'll they'll give you a cash out option at the end of, of stage or two. <laughs> um, and then you can you know if if you bet fifty dollars. And they're giving you fifty one dollars and a penny. Take the money. That that's my that'd be my live betting strategy with with the Daytona five hundred. 
would be cool if you had like a college basketball game or UFC fight Saturday, like a two team or three teamer. You throw one of those on there, a top ten. Uh, I think I would be interested. Anything you send me, I'll play. Um, uh, just for value. I like those guys you talked about earlier. Uh, Zane yeah. and the other two. Yeah, LaJoy and Reagan. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm, like I'm, right. yeah. yeah, I'm still in the collecting what I like stage of this, and I, I want to see what the field's going to be like, too. So, yeah, no, it's that's a little, hard, your, little hard to do yeah. the, the podcast and <laughs> predict that's one, things. That's and, one of your handicap tools, is you know, you like to see where everybody's starting out, Pat, um, mm-hmm. and see how they're racing. Uh, who your heart in your heart of hearts, who would you like to see win? Honestly, I would like, I would like to see Kyle Bush win. Okay. Like, like he's polarizing. Um, I've never had too many issues with him, but I've never been a fan of his, but he's mm-hmm. been a hell of a race car driver his whole career. Um, I would like to see him, you know, he's, he's in the twilight of his career. Uh, he's still, competitive enough to i mean last year if the race goes 500 miles he wins the damn thing he was leading when they threw the caution coming to the checkered so uh he's been close a couple times maybe he gets a sweet redemption yeah that that would be i mean martin truex jr's never won this thing brad who i picked yeah uh, has never won this thing like those two guys would would be close to kyle bush in the sense of a sentimental pick uh i mean kyle larson's never won the, the thing he's still young he's gonna your have favorite, opportunities your favorite but, racer yeah but he's won a championship mm-hmm. um if he won a daytona 500 that would pretty much stamp the everything you could do in nascar book who would break your heart if they won who would you despise who you who would you be like ah could ruin your day if they won Joey Logano, if he wins, <laughs> I'll hate that. Uh, also, Denny, not because I, I'm not a fan of Denny. I don't hate him. but He's the one that more Denny love. Well, it's just, yeah, he's one. Uh, I don't care about, like, I shouldn't say that. I, I like seeing greatness, but, like, Denny's won enough of these things. So, yeah. And then, I don't know. Is, is there another guy that would kind of bother me in a way um no, what about my really. what about my boy ross no i would i wouldn't mind if ross won okay. i wouldn't mind if chastain won he's from florida he'd probably get emotional about it like the, the home state kid gets it done in the biggest race of the year so do they bring a watermelon out oh he would <laughs> that's a that's a thing he smashes a watermelon when he wins He's, he, he he grew up watching Gallagher apparently. Yeah, I hate Gallagher. What about <laughs> the uh, what about the guy I liked last year? Let's start with the W. William Byron. Yeah. yeah what do you mean? He 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 he's on a Hendrick Chevrolet, of course. See, the thing about Hendrick is, and it's, I mean, I took Bowman. The thing about Hendrick is they usually, and this is kind of Chevy as a whole. Yeah. Usually Hendrick. It goes down to Florida. They qualify crazy fast every car, all four of their cars. Then they usually race like shit because they put all their eggs in the in the speed qualifying basket, and they kind of ignore the the handling. And you kind of need both. But I think when it comes to Sunday, you'd rather have a better handling car than a a car that's fast. 
Uh, and Chevrolet tends to never work together as a manufacturer. That's the one thing why Ford is awesome is because they work together in these races. Um, well, no, it, don't, don't, it don't matter if you're in a RFK Ford or a Penske Ford. We're Fords, so we're going to push each other in the draft. Chevy don't do that. Toyota don't really have the numbers to do that. Yeah. So they're kind of at a disadvantage, but usually the Toyotas, they'll work with whoever they can, and they'll end up finding the Fords late in the race. But, um, you know, like I said, I think Ford's the, the, the best manufacturer in these kind of races, so I'll bet that. But, again, last year you had Stenhouse Jr. and the Chevy win just because of the carnage. Well, that's the thing. Like you said, it's a it's a, a crapshoot. So it is. Yeah, I mean, this wouldn't be one. I, I'm not going to heavy heavily bet. I, I'm I like when you give me your intake uh, when we get to the uh, playoffs scenarios uh, in August and September. I've made a lot of money with you on those. Um, and I love when you send me your picks every week, anyway, because it gives me something to look forward to. So whatever you you play this this weekend, I'll probably tell you. Um, but yeah. I know, I know. My buddies are race fans. They all, they're all geeked up. They're ready to go. This is it. Start of the new this, year. This is it. So, yeah. All right, man. Well, I don't have much more to uh, offer here. So, you got any famous last words before I plug and close the show? No, I have nothing this week. There's no way to challenge, man. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm just riding it out, buddy. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We got college basketball getting ready to kick up. I uh, hate to mm-hmm. see football go. UFC will be around all year round. I'm a tennis guy, so I you know I still got stuff to go. Of course, baseball will be hitting stride in a month or two. Um, so yeah, with the racing, uh, you know, we're 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 sport fans. We're not. Uh, that's all we know. You know, so we're going to be good. I hell, WrestleMania is coming up. So, Damn right. Uh, yeah. So you and I, we've always got something to look forward to. It's good to talk about the fights. I'm interested in your race and. Uh, Send us out, baby. What do you got? Well, I'll just say rate, review, subscribe, follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. At Podcock PCAST, available on all major and minor podcasting platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and various others. So uh, reach us there. Share it with a friend and enemy. It all helps. And uh, we appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day or night to listen to us. So for that guy over on the west side, this has been the only Tyler Peacock saying let's go racing boys